Tonight's episode of Legacy Battle is brought to you by Atlas Benefits. Atlas Benefits has solutions for your insurance needs. Atlas Benefits can help you obtain Medicare, health, or life insurance, and employee benefits. You can find them on the web at www.atlasbenefits.com. Or you can contact Rob Ducey or Roy Smith at 727-600-2892 and mention Legacy Battle Podcast. Atlas Benefits has all the solutions for your insurance needs. Enjoy the show. This is Legacy Battle. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Safari, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Make sure you join that Facebook group as well. I'm Michael Adams, creator of Legacy Battle. Joining me tonight from the Gridiron Battle Zone, Brian King. Also from the Gridiron Battle Zone, Dion Reed. Penn State Collegiate All-Star, Kevin Adams, Ball State athlete, Paul Havocott. Our special guest tonight, she's an eight-year WNBA veteran out of NC State. She has a bronze and a gold medal representing the United States, two-time All-WNBA team, and she ranks 40th all-time in points per game. Just think about how many players have gone through that league since it started. So we got three-time WNBA All-Star, Andrea Stinson here. Andrea, thank you for joining us. No problem. I appreciate you having me. Oh, we're, we're honored. We're honored. This is our second WNBA show, so I'm pretty hyped about that. So our debate tonight is going to be the greatest WNBA franchise. So we're going to discuss four franchises, oh. and then we'll do a Q&A for Andrea about her, her career. And we're going to start tonight with the Lynx. All right, Minnesota Lynx. Um, they started in 1989. They're still presently going today, 23 seasons. Um, overall, this club has a 551 winning percentage. Uh, but early on in the franchise's history, they struggled some. Only two playoff bursts in their first 12 years of existence. But now they are really riding high with a WNBA record 11 consecutive playoff bursts going back to, to 2011. A uh, big reason for this success was the hiring of head coach Cheryl Reeve. Um, since she took over in Minnesota, she has won the Coach of the Year three times. Uh, the Lynx have 267 wins to 127 losses for a red-hot 6.78 winning percentage. And in the postseason, they have had more success than any other WNBA franchise. They have won the Western Conference six times, more than anyone else, and that was over a period of seven seasons. And they won the WNBA championship four times. No team has more. Uh, 2013 was a particularly great season for the Lynx. They went 26 and 8 in the regular season and then went a perfect 7 and 0 in the postseason. Only one other team has ever done that. Uh, some of the best players in Lynx history, uh, you had Lindsay Whalen. Uh, she was a four time All Star um, with you know, as, a, as a member of the Lynx. Uh, she averaged 11.4 points per game. You had Katie Smith, four time All Star, original Lynx player. 
averaged uh, 18.1 points per game and is a Hall of Famer. You had Sylvia Fowles, a four-time All-Star with the Lynx and the 2017 League MVP, 15.8 points per game. You had Simone Augustus, eight-time All-Star, uh, 15.4 points per game, and will be in the Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame someday. And, of course, uh, the former superstar, Maya Moore, first pick overall in 2011, six-time All-Star in just eight seasons, 18.4 points per game, was in all six of the Lynx's finals appearances, and she led the WNBA playoffs in scoring in three different seasons. So tied for the most championships, the most finals appearances, one of the best coaches, one of the best players in league history, the Minnesota Lynx, they really check all the boxes for me as the best WNBA franchise. Andrea, something that is going to come up tonight here. You make the playoffs, you don't win it, you're not the best. Now, they've made a, they made record 11 straight playoffs, but if you don't win it at the end, the only team that's remembered is the team that wins it. So just in your opinion, like, what is – what do you think is more important, having, like, more wins in the regular season or making more playoffs? Well, no, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you don't win. I, I, winning it is is what most fans, most people uh, remember you for is winning the championship. So you can make 11 appearances, but did you win it 11 straight times, you know, so... That's what everybody wants to know. Did you win it? You made it so many times, but did you win? And what are your thoughts on Maya Moore as a player? Just fabulous player. Oh, uh, Maya Moore, oh, great player. Um, Maya Moore is is one of the. I'm a fan of Maya Moore. You know, she she and so much for league for WNBA for young. She's such a great role model. And she's just one that I'm a big fan of. And, and I, I mean, if I had to pick a, a all-star team or any type of team, she would definitely be on it. Great player. Let's move on to our second team tonight. We're going to go to the Mercury. Okay, I'm going Phoenix Mercury here. They're currently in the playoffs, actually. But uh, lost, I think, today to Chicago. So the series is still ongoing. But... Um, mm -hmm. They're out of Phoenix, Arizona, and they've had some phenomenal top players. You've got former first-round pick Diana Taurasi, for, former first-round pick Brittany Griner, Dewana Bonner, Penny Taylor, Candace Dupree. This team, you, you've got two of some of the most recognizable stars here in this team, but one of the things that I was liking about them as I was doing the research, and this is at the time of my research, 25 seasons, stemming back to 1997. At the time of my research, their record is 425 to 393, so they have over 500, 520% uh, win-loss. And out of the 25 seasons, they have made the playoffs 15 times. So that's four more than the Lynx. And they've got three championships, which is admittedly one less than the Lynx. But uh, you're basically talking about a franchise here who's been in the playoffs 60% uh, of the time and now a little bit more because they're in it this year. But uh, over their existence, they've been in the playoffs over 60% of the time. The first uh, championship was 2007 under coach Paul Westhead against the Detroit Shock. 
Shots 24 and 10 record gave him the home court advantage over the Phoenix, but it didn't matter. Uh, Mercury won the game in five, uh, in game five, and the MVP was Cappy Pondexter. 2009, they won under a different coach, Corey Gaines, played against the Indiana Fever in another game five victory, and Diana Taurasi was the MVP. And then the last one to date was 2014, still a different coach, Sandy Brondello, uh, and uh, they won against the Sky in a sweep. Diana again winning winning the MVP. So you've got Diana Taurasi as just a star for this team. They're in the playoffs right now, like I said, so they could potentially get there fourth if they come from behind. This franchise is established, and they are in the playoffs, it seems, almost every year. Andrea, is Taurasi the greatest player to ever play in the WNBA, in your opinion? In my, my opinion? Well, she's definitely one that's played longer than anybody else. You know, and you can't beat longevity. You can't say, okay, I can go back and say, you know, Cooper was one of the best, Earl Swoops was one of the best. Uh, but Taurasi has played so long. You know, she she's just one of the faces that you can't even think about the WNBA unless you think about Diana Taurasi. You know, she's been there, what, it's been, what, 18 years? How many years she's been there? 18? I think she's coming out. How many? It's either her 17th or 18th year she's been there. Right, exactly. And when you play play that long and you have success, the, the success he has had, um, you, you can be considered one of the best to ever play in the WNBA. But I think that, you know, we may can say that now, but there are going to be some that come up and we can say that same thing about Ada. And I want to ask you about Brittany Griner. Coming out of college, it was all hype. Do you think she's lived up to that hype? I, I think she's getting there. I think Brittany, I, I think Brittany's being used more now. Uh, they, when she first came into the league, they didn't use enough. That's my opinion. They, they didn't use her enough as a player. And now she's coming, she's showing that she should be used and she's uh, able to dominate. So why not use her now and why not allow her to get like she supposed to even from the beginning? I mean, if I have the tallest player in the league on my team, I'm going to use her. And they're going to use her now in the WNBA finals. You know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I hope it turns out good for them. All right, let's move out to L.A., we're going to talk about the Sparks. So, yeah, I got the L.A. Sparks, and here's my case for the three-time champs. Um, they've won back-to-back years in 01 and 02 under Michael Cooper. And after a, a bit of a uh, drought, uh, they were able to claim the title again in 2016 under Brian Agler. Um Currently, the state of the franchise is taking a a step back. But, you know, they're under new management, um, former L.A. Laker Derek Fisher. The reason why the L.A. Sparks is the best WNBA franchise is not just uh, what they've done on the court, but literally what they've done outside the court as well. You're talking about playing in the same arena as the L.A. Lakers, one of the biggest franchises in all of sports. And they've been the first franchise to sell out an arena in WMEA. And also 
to have uh, an undefeated home court record. And you're talking about a sport that's growing. The WNBA needs Dallas Sparks, you know what I mean? So they are a part of the the branding going forward for this uh, league to grow. Also, they've been able to put out the most MVPs and different MVPs with Lisa Leslie, Candace Parker, uh, Nick, um, I can never pronounce her name. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, uh, I can't pronounce that. Well, I'm okay. Uh, I always talk about her name. That's pretty, that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they've had the most MVPs of uh, any franchise. They've also put out two Rookie of the Years and five Defensive Players of the Year. Um, currently, like I said, they're now being run by a, uh, a familiar face with Derek Fisher. Um, they are investing into that backcourt. It's time for the backcourt and build through the front. They still have Nika on the roster. Obviously, she was only able to play half the season. But the talent that they've brought in from Stephanie Watts to um, Jasmine Walker, their first-round pick, I think this is a team to be looked out for in the future. Maybe the best coach in the league. Oh. Go ahead. About the Sparks, you know, they, they started out with Michael Cooper as their coach. And then Lisa Les is the first woman to dunk in the WNBA. I mean, so I got to add that part to, to your L.A. Sparks. I just had yeah, to add yeah. that part. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Candace Parker? And, you know, we discussed in an earlier show about some issues she had with Derek Fisher, but looks like they've worked that out. So what are your thoughts on, you know, just – Playing in L.A. makes everything bigger. Uh, well, I think Candace showed could do in L.A. I mean, she 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 showed that she's the type of player that she that you can go to, that you can count on, that you can depend on. Um, you know, we all have issues with coaches. I had issues with uh, seven of my coaches I had when I played with Charlestine. You know, it's going to have issues with a coach. And but she felt like she needed to go home, and she she went home, and now she's in the WNBA finals. And once again, she's she's showing them that she could, she's a go-to player, and she's a player they can count on. Right. Let's move on to our final team tonight. It's going to be the Storm. <laughs> yeah, Seattle Storm out of the Western Conference. Uh, team was founded in 2000. Currently owned by Force Ten Hoops LLC. Um, and they've been the owner since 2008. They actually saved the team from moving to Oklahoma. Uh, they were actually going to be moving with the uh, Seattle Supersonics, uh, but Force 10 Hoops saved them. Uh, the team was named after basically the weather in Seattle. Their team mascot is a Doppler, and their theme song, of course, is Thunderstruck by ACDC. Um, they, had, they had some big names on this team. Uh, still do. Sue Bird, uh, Swin Cash, Brianna Stewart. In 2004, Betty Lennox uh, was the finals MVP. Uh, they had three-time league MVP, Lauren Jackson. Uh, they've won two conference titles, one in 2004, 2010. They are four-time WNBA champions. They won in 2004, 10, 2018, and 2020, just last season. Uh, they are one of two teams who have never lost the NBA finals. Uh, so they've won every time they've made it. Uh, they have qualified for the playoffs 16 of their 21 years uh, in the league. Uh, they've come a long way from their first season. The first season they finished with a 6-26 and 26 record. Um, the following two seasons is when they would draft uh, Jackson and Bird uh, and make their first playoff appearance in 2002. In 2010 uh, season, they tied the season record 
of 28 and six and would be perfect at home going 17 and 0. Uh, that is a WNBA uh, record for most home wins in, in their history. That same season, Jackson would get Western Conference Player of the Week five times, Player of the Month three times. The same season, she also got the WNBA uh, MVP for her third time. Sue Bird and Lauren, Lauren Jackson pretty much dominated from 2001 to present. Now, Jackson left after 2012, but Bird's still there. Sue's a 14-time All-Star. Lauren Jackson was an eight-time All-Star while she was with them. Both rep the Olympics, too, 2004, 8, 12, and then Sue Bird also 16 in 2020. Uh, ESPN ranks Seattle Storm the best WNBA franchise. They are tied for the most WNBA titles with the Comets, who are now defunct, and the Lynx, but won those four in le one less year than the Lynx, who was, who was ranked number two on that list. Uh, they have more playoff appearances than the Lynx, and they had more league MVPs than the Lynx. So I think stats-wise, and they did it in, in one less year, they, they are better than the Lynx, and they're the best franchise and WNBA team that we're talking about tonight. So we've talked about Sue Bird on this show before, but Andrea, I want to ask you about Lauren Jackson. How good was she? And she was an all-around player. Wow. Lauren was, was a hustler. She was uh, the type of player that would never stop. You know, you could you could never just stop Lauren. She, she would always, even if she was off, she still continued to act. Uh, she was a great person. I, I, you know, I got to know her a little um, from just competing with her. She's a very nice person, uh, very, very um, easy to get along with, but just tenacious, tenacious on the court. She just, you know, she loved the game that much to where she never stopped eating, irregardless of the score, irregardless of how much time's on the clock. She never stopped eating. And she was good, Yes. Well, before we move into our vote, just a quick shout-out to two teams that just missed the list tonight. Kevin mentioned the Houston Comets. They were 4-0 in the finals. Unfortunately, they, they were dismantled. Um, they were part of the original eight. They won the first four WNBA championships, so they were really the first dynasty in the league. And a shout-out to the Shock, who are now the Dallas Wings. They've had a pretty good franchise going as well. So mm -hmm. let's move into our vote. Paul? What team are you taking? Can't vote for your own, boys. <laughs> Isn't that a ripoff? Man. Um, I'll go I'll go Lynx. Okay. Brian. Well, I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about the Lynx that there was that the Lynx went seven and perfect in the postseason um, in 2013. Well, the only other team to do that was the Storm in 2010. So I'm gonna go with the Storm. Storm. Kevin. I gotta go with the Lynx. They were uh ranked number two under under my storm, so I gotta go with them and retire with the storm for most titles. I'm going with the Sparks. I, I like how they kind of had two sets, like you had Le Lisa Loeb early on and the, and then and then later on you got Candace. So I was I like that. I'm going with them. Dion. Uh yeah, I, I I am uh, I have a biased opinion with small market teams, um, and my heart goes out to Seattle. I, the way they lost some of the uh, you know the Supersonics and stuff like that, and 
the I, I I just Seattle's I've been watching them for a while. Um, and I just love how they've been able to put their team together since the early two thousands into now. So Okay. Two for the Lynx, two for the Storm, one for the Sparks. Andrea, who are you taking? <sighs> I, I'm gonna have to go with the Sparks, y'all. I'm gonna have to go with the Sparks. <laughs> so that gives two for the Sparks. That makes it a three-way tie. However, celebrity okay. guests, their vote counts as more, so win goes to the Sparks tonight. Congratulations, <laughs> Dion, your first win. <laughs> you got the win, so you get first question in our Q&A for Andrea. So uh, my question was, um, obviously, um, you started uh, in 97 with the league, but my question for you is, as you uh, were playing basketball from the youth leagues to high school and, and down at uh, NC State, um, what was it like? How were you able to adjust from being the best player on the court to all of a sudden you're playing with other players that are just as good as you? Playing with some of the with some other best players on the court. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I I went into NC State. My my focus. So I'm going into eight was playing for Coach Al. Um, I wanted to be in and and do my best. I was one of those famous coaches, you know, everybody talked about. And she was, I was excited that she was recruiting me. You know, little old me from a little small town, a little small school. And so my focus was going in to play and play well for her. I didn't pay attention to everybody else and what they did, really, a whole lot. Um, Competing and playing with the guy, well, she's really good. As she, I didn't. That wasn't my focus. My focus going into college was to just do play the way Andrea Stinson knew how to play, and to make her out of me. Paul, you became the fourth player in league history to score two thousand points back in in uh, two thousand one. Does uh, Andrea Stinson still have any uh, souvenirs from that game, like the basketball? And did you know right away that you did that when you, like, when you were entering the game? Were you, did you have kind of a ticker, you know, where you're like, I need to get this many, or, or did somebody have to tell you after the game? No, no. I, I, I when I, when I, when I stepped on the basketball court, I, I didn't know how many points I was going to get, how many rebounds. I went out and I played and I enjoyed myself. I loved the game. And points and rebounds and those types. That's why when you said remember my stats, I have no idea what <laughs> what any of my stats was. I have no idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you. When I hit the 3,000, I was like, okay, well, I didn't know I was that close. Well, even when I hit 1,000, I was like, I didn't know I was that close. I'm just, you know, I'm playing because I have to play the game. You That's know, what makes you a stone cold killer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this woman behind me. Look how much fun she's having. <laughs> so I, those type of things did that those were not what I was what was on my mind. What was on my mind competing, competing and and giving the fans a, and so they would come back as again. You know, you you got to give them something to come back and see again. Right. Right. Hi Andrea, you were you were the starting guard for both a team, the Charlotte Sting and a sports league the WNBA, that were in their inaugural season in 1997. So can you describe what it was like to be, you know, like in the early days of both a franchise and a league? 
But I, it, it, you know, when I first talked about the WNBA, it, it was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe that, that I was one of the top players that they chose to, to start the Charlotte Fires. Um, it was only surreal to me when I, once I got to New York and we started doing um, pictures, photos, and different stuff for, for the different teams and the, just the WNBA period. It was it was an amazing time because, you know, playing at NC State and then going over to playing and, and nobody really seeing you play at home and then to be able to come home and, and to my hometown and play in the NBA and play for my my family, my friends, and everyone. It was it was amazing to me. First year was was believe it went by too fast. You know, it went by too fast. I I played more season. Everybody we everybody got along. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody competed, and people came out to to watch us. And that was the main thing to get people in the stands, to get our fans in the stand, and to give them a show to come back and see the next. Kevin. So I see that you won two uh, two medals playing for Team USA, one in the Pan American Games, one in the Jones Cup. So what was it like playing uh, internationally, repping your country? Oh, it was awesome. Um, playing for USA basketball, I that one that one year I played uh, wanted to go in Cuba. Uh, it was amazing just being there being around all the different people from different and and representing had usa on my on my that was just i was just a proud player you know proud and and happy to represent my country um playing with young ladies that i played with playing with the elite ladies and and the top 12 to play on that team it, it was amazing to me i i that was an experience that i cherish can you tell us about the Sports United program, and are you still part of it? The, uh, well, I haven't was United program uh, in a while. Um, I think they kind of, you know, slowed down on that. I'm not sure why, but the Sports United program was, was one that um, I, I didn't have any idea what I was getting myself into. Um, it was a, it was something that was brought to me to to go into and to to adventure out and 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 once I got the information and everything about it, it was it was amazing uh, trip. It was amazing opportunity to go and just to to be um, uh, um, part of a program that you know that the NBA started that 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 with the NBA guys to be able to, to get to know them and. And to get to know our, our troops over there, you know, that and that was trip uh, Afghanistan, right? I believe so. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. We we just we went everywhere over the base. We went, we just we just uh, shot around with everybody. They competed with us. They enjoyed us being there. They, we thanked them for their service. It was it was an amazing trip for me. Awesome, Dion. Obviously, you uh, well, you st said er stated earlier that you just love the game. Um, how are you involved now? Now, yeah, uh, I'm a high school coach now. I coach high school now. Um, I've been coaching high school, AAU, um, 
I kind of figured that all of my 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 teammates, ex teammates, and people that I played against, all of them in the college, you know, they're on the college level. And I figured if I stay on the high school level, at least I could teach a couple high school girls. They'll be they'll have the skills, teach them the skills that I've learned over the years to take to college with me. So when they get to college, they'll already know at least something. And you know, and I heard from a lot of from Dawn Staley, Charlotte Smith. You know, the, the young ladies that come to high school are just not ready for college battle. They don't have the basic fundamentals. So I figured I'd stay on the on the high school level and, and teach the basic fundamentals. That's what I do now. So I, I'm a high school basketball coach. Paul? Yeah, Walter Williams, right? Is that where you're at still? Or is it still Walter Williams High School? Yes, I'm still at Williams okay. I just want to piggyback on Dion's question. So I saw where you were coaching now, and I'm assuming you're drawing off of what it's like to be a player. So what what's a piece of advice you're passing on to the players? I know you mentioned fundamentals, but what what do these girls need to know, and, and what do you wish you would have known when you were their age? Well, I, I, I try my best to pass on to young ladies that, you know, when you when you're playing the game, when you want to end up playing basketball, you have to work hard. You have to you have to um, practice. You have to sometimes practice by yourself. You know you you have to listen to your coach. You have to be each other. You have to be able to um, work as a team. You got to communicate. I mean, I, I just try to touch on all the the bad fundamental things that they need to do in order to succeed in the game of basketball. You know, we're on the middles every day. And I did the same thing even when I played with the Charlotte team. We worked on, and Donovan had us working on basic fundamentals every day. And that's what I instilled in, to work on their fundamentals every day better. Work on something that you don't know how to do. You know, that's, that's the way you get better. You know that you're getting better when you're just doing something that you didn't know how to do. So my, my, my thing to them is keep competing and 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 work hard and, and and continue just to do better at the game mentally physically Ryan okay um in 2001 you were able to help lead the sting to their first eastern conference championship uh, with a series win over the New York Liberty a team that was pretty much dominant in the east before then uh, so what do you remember about that series and how special was it to reach the finals that that series was a tough series because we started out the series 0-2. They they came to Charlotte and they beat us two games. And we had to go to New York. And in order to – we went to New York and we just made up our mind, decided that we're going to go out here. We have nothing to lose. We're going to go out here and play hard every game. So we won the first two and it got down to the last game. And so we still – we took the attitude of listen, we're gonna we're gonna fall all the way through to the end. We're not gonna stop playing. If we get down, we gotta keep punching at it. We gotta keep playing. Charlotte Smith, uh, Allison Feast, Stady, Tammy St. Brown, and myself, we just we gave it our all. Playing the finals was just uh, you know, we played against LA, which was a, another dumb team at the time. And, um, you know, and they the, the game they and they showed why they with LA and but we were there and we we gave them we gave them a great a great run at it you know and and just being in the finals was not enough for us we, we, we did our best to try to get back there 
Kevin, you got final question tonight. So I just wondering what was like your most memorable moment of your career? Like what part of your career sticks out to you and, and you'll cherish? My most cherished moments was beating New York in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> that was my most cherished moment in the WNBA. Yes. Anytime you can beat a New York team, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Andrea, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you coming on. I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe on whatever you're listening to, whether it's watching on YouTube or you're just listening on iHeart or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and everyone have a good night.